provided today, I think we can all sort of start thinking about spring definitely now, right? A couple of announcements from the nether regions. Uh, Chris? We were lucky enough to have Easter Bunny show up yesterday out of nowhere. And um, we had, uh, we passed out about 25 bags yesterday to kids. So I wish it could have been more, but I also thought that was very good. And out of the kids that showed up, most of them we didn't know. So again, that's a good reach out to the community. We passed out a flyer about the, the children's church coming up and stuff. And hopefully if this will start to bring people, and there was a ton of thank yous and appreciation for uh, what we do.
challenge you to get out a hat or create a hat or create a uh, decoration for your car and come and parade through the parking lot and celebrate Easter, the, the good um, message and the, and the wonderful story that is our Easter and the joy that we should be sh sharing. And give you a chance to chat with each other from your car. Yeah, so right. It's not just parading around, which is fun in itself, because who doesn't like to drive a car around in figure eights in a parking lot? Everybody loves that, right? But you get to talk to each other, too, plus we pause every so often. So uh, there'll be, there'll be a nice time to get to catch up with people that maybe you haven't had a chance to talk to in a while. So I encourage you to come out. It should be fun. And that's at 3 o'clock on the 3rd. All right, great. Uh, we're here for our call to worship this morning, and this is a responsive one, so you should have words up on the screen to follow along and to speak along. So here we go. This is uh, written by Bob Rose. Have mercy on your people, O oh God. Wash us, cleanse us, make us more in your love. Open the skies and pour down your grace upon your people. Have mercy on your people, O oh God. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant in the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put the law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, to the least of them, to the greatest, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. Please join me in prayer. Join me together. God of suffering and glory, in Jesus Christ, you reveal the way of God. You will have the obedience and scribe your law in our hearts, that in life,
we're going through a um, series of affirmations of faith. Um, so today, our affirmation of faith is a statement of faith of the Korean Methodist Church. And so, um, if you will recite that with me this morning. We believe in the one God, creator and sustainer of all things, father of all nations, the source of all goodness and beauty, all truth and love. We believe in Jesus Christ, God manifest in the flesh, our teacher, example, and redeemer, the savior of our world. We believe in the Holy Spirit, God present with us for guidance, for comfort, and for strength. We believe in the forgiveness of sins, in the life of love and prayer, and in grace equals every need. We believe in the word of God, contained in the Old and New Testaments, as the sufficient rule of both faith and practice. We believe in the church, those who are united in the living Lord, for the purpose of worship and service. We believe in the reign of God, as the divine will realized in human society and in the family of God, where all are brothers and sisters. We believe in the final triumph of righteousness and in the life of her Sisters and brothers, as Jesus, in the days before his passion, offered prayers and supplications with loud voices and tears, let us pray for those who suffer, those who are in need, and those who seek reconciliation. And Lord, let us also lift before you the things for which we are extremely thankful. And we'll start with those, Lord. We want to thank you for Frank and his getting through his surgery and his doing better and for the traveling mercies that we pray for the sisters. Um, we just thank you that that situation has turned out well for, for the family. Um, also, we want, <coughs> excuse me, we want to lift Kyrie and her cheerleading team for their first place in the, uh, out of 20 in the cheerleading championship they were just involved in. I know, Lord, how much work and dedication that takes. So, Lord, continue to bless those girls. And if there are all girls, I don't want to be sexist. Yeah. Bless those girls and uh, keep them uh, doing the right thing, living right, exercising right, and, and, and doing right things so that they can succeed. Um, we also want to pray for Lauren and Aaron, who got married yesterday in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, we wish them a long and healthy marriage, Lord. Be with them. Make, uh, help them to find the happiness that every couple seeks and some never find. Be with them so that the search isn't so difficult for them. And, uh, support them in everything that they do and keep them safe as military couples. Um, we also want to uh, lift up Maple Madness um, that Virginia and her family were involved with for the last couple of days. It's, it's over. She's happy about that, and Lord, we're happy about that too. She's happy. And um, also that it was successful. And that um, you helped to, to grow up a nice young man and her grandson Nathan, who was able to take over a lot of the explaining and demonstrating um, 
so that Virginia can concentrate on sales, which I am sure she is excellent at doing. I've never seen her in action, but just knowing her, I'm sure she is very good at it. So I'm so thankful that you were able to be with them and make that a success for them and their families. Um, thank you, Lord, for putting it on the hearts of all the people who came to see our Easter bunny yesterday. Um, he was, or she, I'm not sure, was fabulous um, and very inviting. And I even got to hand signal to the Easter bunny. But that's how Easter bunnies talk. They don't actually talk, you know, they just signal. So I was able to talk to the Easter bunny and uh, it was just a good time. So I'm glad that those 25 families got to be touched by that. Um, it's important. Those things, those, those earmarks of childhood, and, and right now when so many things are not available to kids, I'm glad that we were able to do that for them. Um, prayers for Terry Weil, um, who had open heart surgery yesterday. We pray that that went well, and that um, the doctors have the discernment to know how best to treat that situation, and that her infection will subside, and she will be well again. And, um, we lift before you um, Abe's daughter Paula, who is having a breast biopsy. Um, whatever the outcome of that might be, Lord, be with her and support her and the family as they travel forward through what could be a difficult journey. We hope it's not. Um, we know that you support us all, love us all, and you are the great healer. So bring your healing in whatever form it needs to be. And last, we pray this morning for Jim and Doris Pierce, uh, for Jim in particular, who's who's at his um, end of life, and um, please be with him and prevent his suffering. Um, be with his his dear wife of so many years who stood by his side, and as he has stood by hers, um, help them through this this time of transition to Jim's life with you for just a while. Be with the rest of the family as they help support Jim and Doris and uh, give them the, the strength and fortitude to walk alongside them as Jesus does during these times. God of compassion, you know our faults and yet you promise to forgive. Keep us in your presence and give us your wisdom. Open our hearts to gladness, call dry bones to dance, and restore us to the joy your salvation. And now let us pray the prayer that the Lord taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in Give us the day our daily bread. Give us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. remember when I was a little girl, Mama used to say she could always tell when it was about to rain because her, her elbow would get creaky.
But in my smart math, I'd say to her, Mama, forget that old elbow. I just listen for the thunder. Well, Mama's elbow didn't always get it right. But see, thunder? Thunder don't lie. <laughs> oh, that night of the Passover. Ooh, I love talking about the Passover. <laughs> I love remembering how God delivered us, you know? Mm. Well, see, that night, everybody just wanted to see him. I mean, everybody had heard about Jesus. You know, I, I remember some, uh, some Greeks showed up and they pleaded with Philip to just let them see him. I guess that was all of us in some sense. We all just wanted to be in the same room with him. I mean, it's, it's, it's like that, uh, that feeling you get when you know something is about to happen. Like, like mama's elbow, you know? You can't quite explain it, you just, you just know. Well, we all just wanted to be there when it happened. <laughs> so then, uh, Jesus started talking about things that were to come. He said, uh, my soul is troubled. And what should I say? Uh, Father, save me from this hour? No. It was for this very reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Woo! And then that old thunder came booming down right on time. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> And now, this wasn't some, uh, some noise just off in the distance. Oh, no, 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 no. This here was a thunderclap sent straight from heaven. Yes, sir. And you know what? It wasn't just thunder. It was the voice of God. He said, I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. Woo! My Lord. <laughs> you know, I remember somebody saying, is it going to rain? <laughs> I looked at him and said, child, no. That ain't thunder. No, no. That was God. That was a triumphant noise. Honey, that was God's glory setting fire to the air in anticipation for what is to come. <laughs> and baby, you didn't need no creaky elbow to know that. some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew, and Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. For those who love their life lose it, 
and those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Now my soul is troubled, and what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said that it was thunder. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, this voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. The word of God for the people of God. Amen. 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 ultimate thing that his father sent him here to do. 
And as the Passover festivities continue and the crowds swarm that temple to worship and to make their sacrifices, talk of the rabbi called Jesus continues to excite the people there. Many are saying that Jesus is the long-awaited Messiah. He cleansed the temple, and he brought a dead man back to life after all. Right? Lazarus, the brother of Mary and Martha, walks among them once again after lying in a tomb dead for And there is an electricity. Yes, there is an electricity in the air <laughs> in Jerusalem that anticipates a coming storm kind of electricity that makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up. You just know something's about to happen. I heard this story one time from a youth pastor. He said that when he and his mother, or when his mother, when his mother was a little girl, she was raised by an aunt and an uncle, and she lived in a small house with them and another aunt. And the other aunt was terrified of thunderstorms. And if a thunderstorm came in the middle of the night, the whole family had to get up and be awake, sitting around the kitchen table until the storm passed. It was the only way to keep the ant calm. It didn't matter if you were tired or if you had work or school the next day. If it was thundering, you were awake and sitting around the kitchen table. His mother grew up and got married and had kids of her own. And she decided that her boys were never going to be afraid of thunderstorms. So when one came along during the day, she would take her boys out and sit on the front porch and play, who can see the lightning first? She taught them how to count after the lightning. Remember doing that to see how far away the storm was? And both the youth pastor and his brother to this day loved thunderstorms. They're not afraid. There's something about that sound of thunder. Just like the feeling in the streets of Jerusalem that week of the Passover that makes the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. That's that's feeling. Says something big comes is coming. Now there's lots of things in life that tip us off about things to come, right? Some of them are built in. For example, when you go to the movies, if you can remember going to the movies, do you feel let down if you don't make it to your seat before the previews advertising the coming attractions begin? Well, I do, for one. I consider the previews almost as important as the feature movie itself, because it makes me all excited to come back and see the next great movie. How about the sound of a page of the calendar being ripped away to reveal a new month? A month ahead full of promise and possibilities and things to look forward to. Now some things that portend events to come are more random, but they still engender a feeling of anticipation. I remember as a kid, sitting in school during boring stuff, looking out the window and seeing the first little blurry snowflakes of winter falling down. And that always meant for me that Christmas was coming really soon. There would be time with family, time off from school, and presents to give.
toward a hill, bringing with it the anticipation of the day ahead? Or what if the thunder is not in the distance? What if the storm is about to start right here we are? I feel the electricity all around me, the static. That's when your hair really stands up, not just on the back of the neck, but on your whole head, your arms. You get goosebumps. like his own impending 
everybody also present, Jesus just lays it out there. I'm going to die. Hello? What? The Messiah can't die. What use to us is a Messiah who dies? We were promised a Messiah who would live forever. What is he talking about? <laughs> but Jesus, he doesn't stop there. He goes on to tell everyone how he feels about it. Very irregular indeed. John records that Jesus said, my soul is troubled. What should I say? Father, save me from this hour? What does the voice of someone who is, whose soul is troubled sound like? Did Jesus' voice tremble ever so slightly? Did it sound like the blues singers in a New Orleans jazz club making a guitar beat? We don't know. But we know that the words that Jesus speaks are, my soul is troubled. But the event itself is thunder. I love how the scriptures say that some people heard thunder. Some heard the voice of God. And some said the angels were speaking. But whatever they heard, I can guarantee it made their neck hair stand up. Jesus talks about wheat here, too, in this passage. How a grain of wheat must fall to the ground in order to die in order to grow and produce much fruit. And his audience, remember, are primarily farmers who would have understood what he meant about seed pods. It's a little like blowing um, on a dandelion pod in the summertime. Better yet, think about a pinata at a birthday party. Until the pinata is whacked open, it hasn't really served or fulfilled purpose yet, because the good stuff is still inside. Like blowing the seeds from a dandelion, once you break open the pinata and the goodness inside spills out, it is not going to go back to the way it was, ever. So we see Jesus right here in a not going back moment. He has to fulfill his purpose. And to do it, he must die. Now, of course, the crowds can't leave what Jesus is saying, and they push back. In verse 34, just following our scripture lesson for today, the crowd answered him, We have heard from the law that the Messiah remains forever. How can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Jesus calmly responds to them by talking about light. In verses 35 to 36, Jesus says, The light is with you for a little longer. Walk while you have the light, so that the darkness cannot overtake you. If you walk in the darkness, you do not know where you are going. While you have the light, believe in the light so that you may become children of the light. 
I'm sure that many there did not understand what in the world he was talking about. But I'm sure some did. Consider for just a moment the effect of light on a dark room. It changes it completely. Suddenly, objects unseen come into clear view. If the lights in your house go off during a thunderstorm, what's the first thing you do? What is the first thing you do? Maybe. Find a flashlight. If you're tech savvy, you whip that cell phone out of your pocket and turn on the flashlight app. And once you do that, you found the light, you can keep your toes from slamming into the table blade, right? And then what's the first thing you do after you get the first light? Well, you look for more lights, right? You find candles and other flashlights or, or lanterns. One candle can change a dark room. You cannot say it's dark anymore once a candle is lit. And as more little lights are added, the room becomes full of light that allows you to not only protect your toes, but navigate quite easily around the room. You cannot walk around safely in darkness. My toes can tell you the truth of that. Jesus is the light. We use his light to find other lights. At that point, no one can say we're in a dark room anymore. Of course, you can close your eyes and continue to roam about bumping into things. But just because you've chosen to close your eyes and shut out the light doesn't mean the room is still dark. The light is there and it's being passed around. You can open your eyes to see it or not. Your choice. By coming out to meet them, they baptized. It was the same with these people in the courtyard. This is important. Some recognized Jesus' light and some did not. Some heard the thunder and sensed something new was about to happen and some did not. By coming out to meet them in the court of the Gentiles, Jesus is telling the Greek pilgrims that he came for them as much as he came for those born into Judaism. This is the beginning, right here, of Jesus' mission to the world, to bring the light of God to everybody, not just the chosen people. So this is a really important moment in Scripture. He will die for them, as he will die for the Jewish people. He's not the Messiah they expect, but he is the Messiah they need. So the question for us is this, based on all of this that I've talked about today. What kind of church are we going to be? Will we stumble around, feeling our way in the dark? Or will we open our eyes? Because, folks, the light is already here. Jesus was light and calls everyone who comes to see him children of 
this room, this world, it's not dark anymore. We just have to open our eyes to see it. We have a job to do, and it's to find more lights. The more lights we find, the easier it becomes to find even more. We always fear what we cannot see. In the light of Jesus Christ, we have nothing at all to fear. When storms come, as they will in life, we know, and the thunder rolls, we can fear the darkness to come, or we can seek the light of the one who came for everybody, in every courtyard, in every place on earth. The one whose light can never be extinguished, can never be blown out. We are the children of the light. So let it shine. Let it shine. Between us, I'll hide the mountain. 
may you hear the thunderous voice of God and be restored in the joy of your salvation, now and evermore.